Hey everybody, my name is Mark and you are listening to The Shot Pod. And today, well, before before I get right into the topic, uh, I, I want to pay homage to a, a comedian. Uh, I, I've mentioned him before on a podcast talking about Dane Cook. When he talked about uh, Oprah Winfrey, how like she comes out and she's usually like very, very excited and she's all like, you get a school, you get a school, you get a school with a full faculty, everybody gets schools and how she has two types of shows. And and that that's like the jolly one. And then the other one is like a single piano note with the ding, pedophiles. <laughs> you probably are a pedophile. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> with that being said, the reason why I was talking about that is because we're, we're going to take on a little bit of uh, some controversial topics this episode. And uh, we're going it, to, it's not so much that we're playing politics. We're going to try to avoid as much of the politics as we can, but we have our own personal feelings on some of the subjects that we're going to talk about. And some of the subjects that we're going to talk about have to do with COVID-19 and even celebrities and uh, the, the music world currently as it sits. How is this COVID craziness affecting our, our, you know, the people that we are consider our heroes and, you know, are the bands and the, the industry that me and Mark love and basically gives us reason to live, you know, the entertainment industry, the music industry, the whatever you want to call it. Yes. So we're, we're going to get into that almost right away. So one thing I want to talk about in regards to uh, last year, over the year of 2020, because I don't have, uh, I don't share the same political de- beliefs with everybody. So I'm not, I'm not so much like a leftist or an extreme leftist. I'm not so much like a far right winger either. But uh, there were a couple times last year, just from conversations that I was called a white supremacist. And that's, uh, that wasn't fair uh, to be called that. I've never been uh, racist. I've grown up with multiple cultures all around me my entire life. Some of my best friends from childhood up until recently were were of many different cultures. So there, there's no, I'm not racist at all, but it's just because I held a viewpoint that didn't fit a certain agenda that I was called racist. It's happening so, a lot. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that in regards to uh, to context with where the world is today and it's going steadily just through COVID alone. So to start off, I'm Alex Cobbett. I am also here. I've been here the other time to start off to get into it. Let's go with me is my buddy, Alex Cobbett. Let's get it. Let's get nasty. And, uh, he's also very passionate with some of his own feelings towards, I'm going to keep my passions on these the, on issues the, on, the, on the low, low end. We're going this. toward make calm but and concise we ha- statements <laughs> only today. We're not going to let uh, the the outrage uh, overcome the entire show. So wolves, wolves at the door. We'll keep the door closed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's good. That's good. That's what we want. But with that said, there are people out there that don't let those or that actually let the wolves at the door in. Okay. So now it's a party. Yes. So a lot of, uh, a lot of people have actually took to social media to share the fact that they wish this is how society still was with this. Like I am vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated. Let's, let's just respect each other's choice and move along. Social media has definitely been sure to cause major polarization. Huge. There's a lot of fake news on all sides of the spectrum right now. 
and a lot of people are getting passionate about it and a lot of the argument comes down to oh do you have kids well what if you had kids and it's like well I, I do have kids and I do have certain feelings about certain topics that even involve my kids that there are parts where I don't want them involved in and there are things that I sh- that I might speak up and say okay well okay they can do this but I'm still going to be reserved about it so with that said going on how the political atmosphere has been in the world it's actually affected the mainstream in such a way that movies and music have come out or even artists, sorry, even artists have come out with their own feelings toward it. So when it comes down to, so like the vaccination passport, for one thing, the vaccination passport is something I am strongly against. And even if I were double vaccinated, which I'm not right now, but If I get forced into it, I'm still not going to go ahead with the vaccine passport. And to connect this to music, we that I think Dave Grohl and the Foos were the first ones to really be like, "You have to have it to come to our shows." That's when I don't know. This is the first time I really gave a shit about. They're like, "What they're gonna, what we're gonna be allowed and not allowed to do." It's like, "Oh, okay, Dave. All right." Yep. And to quote Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan was talking about a, a. a comic at the comedy store who actually had COVID and went there. He was double vaxxed and uh, in the crowd, there were people uh, not vaxxed as well as some other people double vaxxed that there was like 12 people that got infected with COVID. Because this. of one guy who was vaxxed who went into the store yes, and gave a performance. Yes. yes. So the same thing. I mean, I, I don't know how musicians think that they're going to, it's going to stop at the door. But I, well, look at the Foo Fighters. They made the big announcement that they weren't allowed to go to the show without it, and then they had to cancel like three shows because one of the band members tested positive, even though they were all double vaxxed. Yes. So that was the first, like, for first time I started to kind of see you know things a little differently in the way that it seems more pol- it, does, it seems more about politics than health. Yes, at that exactly. Point. That's I mean you don't have to. It doesn't really matter which side of it you're on. It's hard to deny. I have a lot of my friends who've gone to get it who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. I want my, I want those freedoms back. You know, I want to be able to go to shows. I want to be able to go to bars and restaurants, see my friends, support my friends' bands and all that. Um, but they are only doing it because they've been forced into. You know what I mean? And they just can't be bothered to argue about it. There are people that I know as well that uh, the only reason they went ahead with a vaccine was because they want a life back. Yeah. And without, go- without that gun to their head, they'd never have done it. Yes. That's a large population. And with that mindset, that's just, I mean, that's just them allowing the government to overstep their bounds. And unfortunately, history has shown us that allowing that doesn't end well. But you're not allowed to talk about history without being labeled at this point, right? So let's, yeah. but let's look, let's look back at uh, Woodstock '69. Let's look back at Star Stock. Let's look, let's, let's make it music related. You know, these all, there's been, you know, huge public health issues near, around, or during all of these types of things. During all, you know, eight, we get the whole AIDS thing in the late '80s. There was a whole kinds of concerts. Like rather than segregating people and and all that, you know, when we were having these types of issues, we were raising money and getting together. 
You know what I mean? Like when Russian stones played Sarstock, like it was a giant celebration <laughs> of overcoming. Oh, it. the Sarstock. You like, had celebrities up on stage, musicians up on stage just saying, fuck SARS. It was still going on during, yeah. but they were on stage saying, fuck SARS. Everybody got together. There were some people vaccinated, some people not against the SARS virus originally. Now, this is the same virus. It's the SARS-2 virus, just a much different and more potent strain years later. And a lot of people that are like, no, you know, that don't believe the vax was rushed or want to get into those politics will say, well, shortly after SARS, they were investigating and experimenting with coronaviruses and, and vaccines for them then, you know, so it's not a six month or an eight month thing. It's, it started back then and they're not wrong. Research started for it then. But if you look into the way these types of pathogens move and the way the research happens, you need those two or three years for things to really you know, and now, you know, with the Foo Fighters guy getting it and with, you know, all these comedians who are vax giving it to people and Joe Rogan and all these people, you know, important people with voices talking about it. I just, I, I think that it would be nice if the, if it, there were some good results from it, if there were some good results, like, oh yeah, you don't have to wear your mask. Nobody's getting sick. You know, if it was tried, tested and true, I don't think anybody would be questioning it. The only reason there's going to be controversy is because it's not tried. It's not tested. And there's a chance it's not true. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to musicians, uh, depending on what genre or how rock and roll your attitude is. Dave Grohl, of all guys, being pro-vax okay. is pretty but, funny. But even still, Dave Grohl now, he's a little more calm than he was. If Alanis Morissette was here, she'd be singing her song, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've been preaching uh, heavily about falling in reverse as of late. And yeah, Ronnie Radke, the former Escape the Fate guy. And did a, little, a bit of time and then came out and started one of the, probably the best alt rock bands that's out there right now. Would you post, 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 what's that? Post hardcore? Yeah. I'd, Call yeah. it post hardcore? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of their music and he recently took to what to Twitter and he's no, he's no stranger to controversy when no. it comes to Twitter. He, he loves to kick the hornet's nest. He, he loves to stir up controversy so that everybody's talking about him. And here I am talking about him, but with a little bit, of a, a different view than, than most people are actually talking about him. So when it comes down to this, he was talking about, uh, well, fuck yeah, you should be vaccinated if you want to come to my show. And, and he had that real rock star attitude about it. He's, he's a rock star. Okay. But it, it's, it's the way he presented himself about this when it comes to uh, coming through the door to, to see the shows. And what makes that so hard is the fact that around the world, it's not so black and white as some people think it is there there's a big gray area with a lot of people in the middle even people who are double vaxxed who just don't want the vaccine passport mm. and that's where it's kind of like a big fuck you to everybody and and so the hard thing with what i was saying in the beginning when i was trying to make a point about being criticized last year for having different views is there are so many people that are out there that will preach like oh i have these views but i still love everybody even Tom McDonald talks about that in the songs. Oh, I have these views, but I still love everybody. I'm still able to get along with everybody. A lot of his lyrics talk about what we really need to realize is that togetherness is the only way out. Yes. You can't let them divide us. That's a good way to be. And, and I got to say, I'm starting to get that feeling of, of just being beaten down. So it's actually working to change my views where I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go to your shows. You're not going to get my money. I'm not going to buy a CD from you. I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to go there. These hardcore businesses, these hardcore musicians and everything are going to suffer because of what I was beaten into. So thank you for that. And I hope you enjoy 
your business. It's yeah, it's the then there's the successful division right there. That's the ringing of the division bell. The, the you know that's the systematic design of what they want. They want us, to, you know. It, it's hard to take sides on it and then still preach peace. It's yeah. ri- it's I swear I I know I compare everything to Star Wars and I'll apologize <laughs> for doing it, but it's true because when you were watch Star Wars, they were talking about oh the Jedi you know they're supposed to be about peace you know they're not supposed to and then by the end of the Clone Wars they were like well, you guys aren't about peace anymore man like they become <laughs> the very things they hated and it that's why there's that 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 those the prequels are so genius because it's weird I love rewatching them because I'm watching this crazy science fiction happen in my own goddamn government right now you know it's really really interesting and the music is. I, I mean, um, what am I trying to say here? Art reflects life always. And so music and, and art are reflecting what's going on right now. And I'm seeing so much change. You Go on Netflix right now. How much post-apocalypse, dystopia, children of men, hunger games, like all this, like this, this, this shit, this, this things are going in that direction. And there's, they're bombarding us with media about it. And they're bombarding us with do the right thing, stand up for what you believe in, even if you're the only person who believes in it. We're bombarded with it in media right now. And like I say, find a movie on Netflix that doesn't have that story at the end. And yet in our own personal public lives, nobody's standing up for the underdogs or the or the or the voiceless or anything like that. Like the, the nurses that aren't gonna have jobs because they don't want to get this and all that kind of stuff. It's it's weird because music how many songs and how much music is about, you know, we gotta fight for your rights and all this kind of stuff. And Bob Marley, I mean, I don't know about you, but listening to Bob Marley right now, it takes on a new tone and feeling to me. And, and you know, I never really knew struggle and oppression, you know, like Marley ever did. And now I listen to his shit and I'm like, bro, I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel it a bit. This is insanity the way the world's going. So Johnny Lydon or Lydon, however you say that, sorry if I uh, mispronounce it, from the Sex Pistols, otherwise known as Johnny Rotten, yeah. he, he comes out and he says, I never thought I'd live to see the day when the right wing would become the cool ones giving the middle finger to the establishment and the left wing becoming the sniveling self-righteous twatty ones going around shaming everyone. Now it's true because everybody's being shamed for their own personal choices. You know, for the yeah. long for the longest time, they were preaching, uh, you know, my body, my choice. When it came down to certain things. Oh no! See, the, I I get in trouble for this, but I've used them. Oh, so we're not doing my body, my choice, a couple times. We're talking about this, and especially if you're talking it's, to a group of o- women, it's only allowed for one thing. That's it. People do not like you to say that, but it's it's the same principle. And I'll be honest, I was always kind of about that message. I never had an issue with it. I was always on the, yeah, exactly. I don't know why men even really get an opinion on this. I was always kind of on board with that. But, you know, and now all of a sudden, if you take that exact same thought process and apply it to medicine that's for everybody, <laughs> then no, 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 It doesn't matter. It's only for one thing. It, it doesn't have the same effect, apparently. It's only one political one political uh, side per message, right? So <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of interesting, though, when you try to use arguments from previous political hot topics, and it does or it doesn't work. Because it do- this is the thing that kills me, is that it does shut them up. It does... Qu- they, they meet- There's no ca- talking when you, use it, when you say something like that. And that's how I have this you know, horrible feeling in the back of my stomach, like maybe we're onto something by being... Just, you know, the underdogs are opposed to the norm or a little a little curious about why it's being pushed so hard. Why are we being ridiculed so hard for questioning it? I, I've never been ridiculed this hard for questioning 
anything. You could you could sit in 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 high school and question pretty much anything in history class and not get shit on. But now we're questioning what will go down in history is probably one of the craziest times in the past hundred years. And we're the bad guys. But when you read history, the people that were questioning shit and saying, I don't know if this is a good idea, turned out to be the the freedom fighters, the winners, the alliance, the rebels, the rebellion, the, 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 the you know, the, not the opposite of the Axis powers. Like, oh, yeah, really, when you really look at history. So it's kind of hard to sit back and go, yeah, I'll just, I'll do it, do what I'm told. Because doing what, ah, just, it never worked. It never worked. America was great. We were talking to Joe Rogan was talking about this. America was great because it was the first uh, democratic experiment that worked where everyone could do whatever the fuck they wanted and nobody could say anything to them. And it worked. It made them innovative and create one of the greatest countries on earth. And we're backtracking so hard. It's very interesting. Yeah. And musicians seem to be on board. Weirdly. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. Which is weird because... Not Eric Clapton. <laughs> which is weird because there are so many musicians for the longest time who were against the establishment and fighting against the establishment. And now they're just fighting with them. And they're supporting their message and supporting everything they say. And that's what's throwing me off. It's like, okay, but wait a second. Where, when did that switch happen? And then you have to think, okay, well, well, how is this conveyed? And then now musicians are following not only the message of the establishment, but the mainstream media, which also for the longest time they were against mainstream media. And now everybody has this same, this same message that's aligned and it's left me so confused. I don't know, being confused is pretty much the state they want us in though. I think that's what, that's what like, you know, on one, like, um, I think it's kind of funny when we're talking about the musicians too, because like I'm a bigger Foo Fighter and Ronnie Radke fan than I ever would be Clapton, but not when it comes to their politics, because Clapton says, if you're going to discriminate against my audience, I won't be playing. And those other two bands that I actually like their music aren't doing this. So I'm in a weird place. Like I don't want to go buy an Eric Clapton record or go to an Eric Clapton show, but I fucking might because <laughs> at least I'm allowed to, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a really weird, you know, but I'd rather go see Ronnie. Like I actually, I've never seen Ronnie and it's on my bucket list along with offspring, you know, to go check him out at some point. And now I don't know if I'll ever get the chance, man. I've never, never in my life thought I'd have to sit down and so wonder which bands I could go. There's see. been a, there's been a common message that I've heard from a lot of people when, uh, talking about the vaccine passport. And one of the more common things that comes up is, hey, man, you have an immunization record from when you were little, right? Yeah, and, and here I, we go. And I, I hear that all the time. And to be honest, I haven't seen my record since like grade seven. I haven't seen it in that long. And that was for school. It didn't I didn't need it to get into a theater. I didn't need it to get into a restaurant. I didn't need it to go to anywhere I wanted to go. You're right in saying that the only place that they would discriminate against you for not getting it, for not having it was, was school, which is important, but it's not like every public place. It's just one. You could still go to the library. You could still go to the gym and you could still go to a movie theater and a restaurant. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. This is a, this is a tough one because the legitimate argument for that is just brands you an immediate conspiracy theorist. That's the problem with this this one here because those people with the whole you had to have your, your vaccine passport, they're not wrong. You did have to have that, and that's a very good point. If you understood that this vaccine isn't really a vaccine, it's more of like they haven't isolated the virus on its own, so it's kind of like uh, 
It's like it's like its own little booster shot, even from the beginning, as opposed to there's no actual COVID in it. Whereas all those vaccines that you're talking about that you did, that were on there, measles, mumps, there was a whole shit and giant list of them, right? And now and then there was all this controversy about whether they caused autism. You know what I mean? So really, at the end of the day, even the ones we did get are still up for debate for whether they were good or not. Really, because I got lots of, of people on the autistic mom spectrum that are that, that, that gave their kids one or two and stopped getting them because they, they got worse every time. Like, that, that's, the, the jury's still out on, on that. So that's honestly, so it's not really that good of an argument. They're right, you had to have it, but the jury's out on whether that was healthy, and the jury's definitely out on whether this vaccine is similar in any way to those polio and all those old ones. Those, they were tried, tested, and true. As I said before, they, they were 50, 60, 70 years in the making, some of those. You know, this is eight months. It's so, different. So I'm going to heavily contradict myself here. Okay. Uh, so... Good to see both sides. Yeah. So, so 15 years ago, um, this was like, I want to say way before life started beating me down. Okay. So, so 15 years ago, I'd say I didn't care who knew what about me. I didn't like, I mean, there was a time in my teens where hard on your sleeve. There were, yeah, there, there was a time in my teens where I even sent out uh, a dick pic. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I didn't, dude, care. you got. Balls, man. I could never <laughs> in high school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're a king. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my point in saying that was because I didn't care who saw what I didn't care who knew what about me or anything, but life happens and life beat me down to the point where I'm so reclusive now that I do care. I don't want anybody to know anything about me. So, and Cause they can use it against you. Yeah. So this is where I'm, this is where I'm going to contradict myself. So, when I was in elementary school and the, the hepatitis B vaccine came out and it's like, okay, it's time for everybody to get the hep B vaccine. And I really didn't want to get it then. And, and they, they were forcing me to get it. I guess the numbers were going up, but I, I hadn't seen anything in the news about hep B going up. It wasn't that major. It wasn't a pandemic or anything, but they're still like, okay, you have to get your hep B vaccine or you can't come to school. And the hep B vaccine, I think it was two or three shots. It might've been three. I, uh, it might've been two. I, I don't remember how many shots it was i just remember man it was some of those nurses were real bitches back in the day i remember having <laughs> oh, my whole just, fucking arm swell up like i got yeah. my mom's like did you get in a street fight on the way home i was like nah i just had a bad nurse oh so. yeah. yeah yeah they just anyway they just jam it into your arm and you're god like, bless oh. nurses but man some of y'all could be a little nicer <laughs> yeah. so years and years and years later not quite 15 years later but I, I want to say maybe six years ago, seven years ago, I went for an STD test. And when I went for an STD test, uh, one, once we got the results, my doctor, who was the same doctor I had in elementary school, he says to me, he's like, wow, looks like you have hepatitis B. I'm like, the hell do you mean I have hepatitis what? B? I was like, how do you not remember I got the vaccine, right? How do you not remember that? Oh, yeah, that's probably what that is. And that alone... That shook my confidence in it. And then the doctor's like, no, 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 you're right. It's from the vaccine. It's from the vaccine. And so that alone had me thinking like, okay, I don't know if I... What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Seven years later and I'm still testing positive? How much did you give me? How much of the virus was in this vaccine? Yeah. So when it came down to that, huh. it came down to just that from a blood test. And it's like, what the fuck? So I got... Okay, this is a good topic because i've got a fucked up personal story we'll rip on too this is good no because we've gotten we did we talked political we talked broad spectrum 
And now we're kind of like, now let's talk about our personal stories that we're hearing yeah. about with this stuff. And that's fun. I this is what I like to do because I truly don't feel like. And I mean, you can brand me the conspiracy. I'll I'll play the conspiracy theory. I'll play devil's advocate on this side of the table, and I'll I'll be the conspiracy theory guy. If if you really really trust CB, CBC and all all the mainstream stuff, like that's cool. But I'm a, I'm a little past that at this point, and I really like to see personal videos from people, things that have been shared from their families. Uh, you know, it, it's the only thing I trust. I got friends. I have family in Minnesota. I've Texas, California, Florida, New York, lots of friends in New York around the city, like in, you know, Flushing and Brooklyn and stuff like that. Um, people in New Brunswick, lots of family there. And I like to, you know, okay. So what, Australia, I have about four or five friends that used to live here. They used to, actually a couple I went to high school with there in Australia. Now I like to stay in contact with these people and say, how is the pandemic treating you? What's going on? How are your lockdowns? Like, what are the rules? You know what I mean? It's Cause I don't believe what I'm reading. When they say that people are rioting in France on the street, there's 10,000 people, Molotov cocktailing police cars. I want someone to message me and say that it's that, that, that they see it. I don't believe it anymore. You know I think? Cause there's so much, I don't know so much stuff. I feel like is getting staged. Like, like it's it's hard not to sound crazy, but it just seems like some of the new stuff is being put in there for a reason. So I'd like to see stuff personal, yeah. and uh, so yeah, that's 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 one of the, my favorite things to do. So let's continue. So uh, so the reason uh, I w- I was bringing up that that het B thing, and that's why I say I was contradicting myself, was because like I don't want people to know my personal shit, but here I am revealing my personal shit in regards to this. So when it comes down to uh, the, the vaccine passport, it's like, okay, even if I get double vaxxed, I still don't want everybody asking me around. I don't want everybody talking to me. I don't, if I don't know you, I don't want to talk. Excuse me, you. sir. Excuse me. Sir. Are you, are, are you, do you have your, can I see your, can you say, and you're just like, no, you can't. I don't know why and I then, have it, but I don't want to fucking show you. Yeah. And then it'd just be like, well, can I see your penis? And then it's like, well, why, why would you, why would you want to see my penis? And it's like, I don't know. I thought we were getting personal. Here. Yeah. Yeah. That. Here's my Vax passport and here's my dick. <laughs> I thought, oh, I mean, cause, cause that's what it should be. Cause you're not allowed to, it, it's a, it's an invasion of personal privacy one way or the other. Exactly. So here's my cock and here's my passport. And, and, and here it is. Rub either so, one. And here it is. So because the, <laughs> because the government can't come down on actual workers who they can't force to get the vaccine, they've made it so that you can't ask whoever is serving you if they have their vaccine passport. Because it's their job. So Yeah, because it's their job. But so I, so I understand that, but a, lot of people, but a lot of people are getting upset with the fact that, okay, well, now I can be asked, but I can't ask that back. So rather than asking back, hey, uh, can I see your vaccine passport? You just ask, hey, can I see your penis? What? Why? Well, because we're getting really personal. We're getting personal. You see mine? You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Yeah. Uh, It's tough. Okay. But, okay, uh, one second, just before we go there. So uh, another, another thing in regards to the vaccine passport and going, going further is uh, we've discussed many times, and there's a lot of speculation, and to say this right now, we'd be called a conspiracy theorist because it's already coming out that you have to get a booster shot every six months to protect you. I got from sent a picture from a buddy of mine who got it, and it's, uh, there's eight slots. It's on your phone, and it gives you the date of the number one, and it says two, shot three, shot four, up to shot eight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was like, so, please show me that. I was like, are you fucking serious? What did we get as kids that required eight? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, nothing. I'll, I'll answer that for you. Nothing we, we ever got was close to a three was the maximum. In that, and it was like, hep. it was for something serious. So that's another thing that like, just have a brain. Just go, hmm, nothing I've ever been vaccinated against required this many doses in my life. 
So, so also, uh, my employer actually says like, okay, he plans on getting double vax because he feels he has to. And I'm like, okay, well, that's good. But he says he doesn't want to go with any like booster shots and stuff down the road. I'm like, well, if you're going the route of the vaccine passport, that's coming. Yeah. It, 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 it's going to show your entire booster shot record on that vaccine passport. You're going to have to show that every and six months. And if you months. show it and the last shot you got was September and it's now February, 2022, they're going to say, sorry, sir. And all, and your double vaccinated ass is going to be denied just like mine. Yeah. Unless you go get those other shots and people. I, and it's funny because those same people that are saying that now, oh, I'll just get the first two. And then after that, they can fuck themselves. They'll, they'll get the other six. They will, because the same, they're the same people who said, I won't get the first two. Yeah. Everyone's got their breaking point, And some people are just way earlier than others. Yeah. And, and the horrible thing about this is right now, this is a conspiracy theory, but everything that's, currently happening in regards to COVID we were talking about this was, last september was all conspiracy i had people literally year. tell me i was insane and i should check myself into the hospital because i told people that they were bringing in passports if you didn't if you'd had I, I said at the time i argued that it would be if you'd had covid that you wouldn't be allowed to go places i did but, and but is this really that much different really no it's it's just I've, instead of it being covid it's just the vaccine and i in september and i, I remember getting like i shut down one of my social media pages because I just, it was a bombardment of you're a Nazi psychopath because I said that this is heading towards where we are now. And now everyone's there and they're like, it won't get worse than this. They're just, well, just get the passport. Just get the passport. It'll be fine. You're not going to have to get eight shots. You're not going to have to use it to get into fresh coat to buy fruit and vegetables for your family. You're not going to have to have it to go to work to provide for your children. That's never going to happen. And you psycho conspiracy theorist. And that's and that's how that's basically been uh, every major conversation from the beginning of this is oh that's not going to happen. It happens. Oh, it happened. But but here's what ha- is happening in between is is the media is all like no, but this is why it's happening. This is why it's happening. You have to trust us. This is why you it's have happening. to trust us. This is that's, what's going on. All it is. This is what the science says. This is what that science says. And this is where the other side of the spectrum comes into play. It's like, okay, cause this scientist is saying that, but then there's a scientist on this side who's risking his entire career saying, no, no, this isn't happening. Don't do that. Yeah. That well, And then that's when it, be, it, it gets really difficult to argue because you get these, um, if, if it's not, you know, it's not a reliable source. It's not, it's not, if it's not CBC or NBC or BBC, then they don't want to hear about it. If it's not, you know, owned by Bell Media or the Rogers Company or, or Ted Turner, then they don't want to hear it. And, and they don't understand that they're all owned by these people and that it's, it's in their best interest to say certain things. Um, I like getting sent clips from Australian news and Switzerland and France and all these other oh, countries. Australia is not in a good oh, way. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's not doing well. That, and I, I hate to say this, but I'm predicting, you heard it here first, that by Christmas will be Australia. I totally 100%. The, the, right now, you can't go more than five kilometers from your house. They've got police checkpoints, and they check your license. And if your address on the license is five kilometers further than the checkpoint, then you have to go to a center to be tested. If you're like there, that's it's fucking there's insane. news reporting in Australia that uh, that they're coming out with uh, that they're coming out with uh, calls. You're gonna get a, a call from police saying, Hey, just checking on in on you, where are you? And if you don't answer, you get a fine. And if you're not where you're supposed to be, you get a fine. Whoa, and uh, it's it's 
It's getting that bad. <laughs> this is a, this is, and they don't, and it's weird because we're talking about this, and our friends, because we're we're in Canada. For anybody who's not listening from Canada, this, we're in Canada talking about this, and our 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 group of even personal friends, I'd say eighty percent of them, if we said that that's going to happen here, would go, "You guys are crazy. That'll never happen here. This is Canada." You know what I mean? And um, I I'm I hope they're right. That's all I have to say because Australia's pretty right wing, libertarian, don't fucking care. You know, like they're 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 educated. You know, they're first world. They're part of the British Empire for a long time until they got their independence. Like they're, I know they all kind of started from criminals a couple hundred years ago. <clears throat> but Australia, I would put them pretty close to Canada. Similar population, similar education level. You know, similar economies, and they're fucking doomed right now. So it's it's I don't. I hope to God it doesn't travel across to us because we're very similar countries. And and now it, it's just gotten to the point where uh, where. Uh, I know my friends and I that actually kind of share the same opinion where it's like, okay, you're a conspiracy theorist, where it's come down to the point of rather than just arguing, all we have to say is just wait. Yeah, that's been fun. And just then when wait. it does happen, it's be like, I told you so. And then it's like, no, but see, you don't understand. It's like, it's no, be- no. <laughs> it's because, yeah, you don't understand. It's because, it's because if we all get vaccinated, then it, everything will be fine. Okay, everything will go back to normal. (laughs) But everybody, everybody on all sides of the spectrum has said, this isn't going anywhere. I'll I'll say this. If you got the the poke and you didn't have to wear a mask and you got every single freedom back that we've been gotten, you could go anywhere you wanted without any consequence, I'd get it tomorrow. And I'm super anti again. I'm super against it. But even I, if that was the case, I'd be like, I'm pretty healthy. Whatever poison they're pumping into me, I could probably fight off. And I'd go take the risk. I would put myself <laughs> at the risk. I really would. I was I was talking to my mom recently, and she, and she but went the, on. But the fact that there's no benefits is the reason I won't. Like, I don't fucking get it. I've never gone to do anything in my life at a doctor's office or a health office where I wasn't going to benefit. I went and got glasses so I could fucking see. Yeah. <laughs> if this vaccine worked the same way my glasses did, I'd leave with five points in one eye still out. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my mom recently, and uh, and she she's telling me that I should get double vaxxed. And uh, in regards to getting uh, double vaxxed, she's saying that uh, what? Uh, well, actually, she brought up the 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 flu vaccine argument. So she was saying when it comes down to the. Uh, the vaccine. She's like, well, you, you got your flu shot. I'm like, mom, the last time I got my flu shot was like 14 years ago. And, and when I got my flu shot, I got sick and I never got it again. <laughs> okay. So, uh, something else I wanted to, to talk about in regards to uh, COVID and the passports is, uh, the businesses that are going to be suffering. Uh, so actually earlier today I was uh, talking about, uh, the, the box offices will probably suffer in regards to, uh, new movies coming movie out. Movie theaters, so, yeah. yeah. So like, so like, Shang Chi just came out, and I, I'm dying to see that. Uh, but uh, probably Ven- be the last movie you're allowed to go see. Yeah. So so Venom was uh, Venom Part Two was actually delayed three different times, and it just got the okay to move forward. So I think it's coming out October first. Uh, it's either October first so we'll, or third. We'll probably let us sneak in still. I don't know about no, that. No, it's going to be no. pretty tough. No, so that so that alone is going to affect the box offices. I'm interested so, to see how that does now because of this. And and I want to see how well that plays out because when it comes to the movie businesses, with all these movies that have been coming out to streaming platforms, theaters have been giving the, mo- the like the movie companies shit, huge shit. Scarlett Johansson sued Disney because Black Widow got released on Disney Plus as well as the box office, and she negotiated getting a piece of the box office. So then. 
and she said, well, my box office was shit because you put it out on Disney Plus 2 and I don't get a piece of that. What the fuck? And what, there was another one. Um, somebody else was after them too. Oh, you're, you're talking about Emma Stone from Cruella. Emma Stone for Cruella. That's the other one. Thank you. Yeah, so this definitely an issue. So now you're taking a movie audience that's already dwindling because of the fear of COVID, and then you're going to put the vaccine passport stipulation on that already dwindled population of moviegoers. Yeah. I used to be a moviegoer. I saw everything in theaters. Civil War, Sonic the Hedgehog, all my all the shit. I was there for like opening night. Revenge of the Sith, Lord of the Rings. I was like, yeah, opening night. It's been three years since I've been in a movie theater. I didn't think Sonic the Hedgehog was the last one because yeah. that was right before the pandemic. So two years. I think Sonic the Hedgehog was the last one that I saw in theater. I've, yeah. It's the last yeah. movie I went in theater for. And it's probably the last one I'll ever go to, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe Sonic 2, if I can, uh, I don't know, sneak so, in through the ceiling. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, bro, but Saul Guerrero said it best. We're both criminals now, bro. The Empire thinks we're both criminals, okay, Mr. Annie Vax? So we're in the same boat, son. Sorry. You ain't no better than me now. No, it's true, though. Like, there's this scene where Mon Mothma's like, fuck you, Saul. You can't do stuff like that. And it's like, but the Empire looks at us at the, as the same way. Yeah. So why does it matter? And that's my argument to you on that. We can agree to disagree. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a different matter. I mean... Kind of. Okay, you may be a criminal in the sense that uh, that you know the government's trying to enforce vaccines and all that, but it doesn't mean you can go out and openly stab somebody and be like, "Well, I'm already a criminal." <laughs> you can't just technically. I mean, if you really, I mean, technically, it does kind of work. I just carry different sentences. That's all. <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah. going to be about the same amount of time. Yeah. So we, I can't wait to see the jails flood. But yeah, businesses suffering is what's going to happen. You've got re restaurants already. Probably 60% of their clientele still come. The other 40% are too are old and scared. Or we're already kind of like didn't need much excuse to decide they didn't want to go out in the first place. Now, you've taken that already, once again, dwindling population of people that are, there's not a lot left. They need all the customers and clientele they can get. And you're going to mandate, they're going to give them even more stipulations. They're going to, the only people who are going to suffer, the restaurants, the bars, the gyms, the sporting events... They're so, going to suffer. So I was arguing with somebody earlier today about uh, about the, the vaccine passport. And he's like, oh, well, you know, the vaccinated will still be going. And that's more than half the people. And then I was like, well, it, it's, it's less than you think. So, like, my employer was actually uh, talking to local politicians about uh, where people stand on uh, the vaccine and the vaccine passport. And local politicians are saying, like, okay, it's like 50-50. Yeah. That's the biggest issue with this is I, I, I think it is 50-50 down the board with everybody. And when it comes to being 50-50, especially when it comes to the, the vaccine passports, not every one of those people are moviegoers. So, the, no. so, so you already think about the 50% that's not going to the theaters. Then you have the other percentage of the, the people who are actually going along with the vaccine passport that are not going to the movies as well just because they're not, they're not avid moviegoers. Okay, so this is another, there's a lot of points here. It's, it's, it's a huge topic. That's a, that's, I think that's another good point. And when you make these points to, to certain people, they get their backs up, and that's, that's how you know they're valid because <laughs> the truth can hurt sometimes. Um, it is obvious to me that the people who are super, like, like get your fucking vaccine, you piece of shit. Like the really pro 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 ones that are on there like if you don't do it you're a moron yeah uh, they're most they're not the ones that were contributing to these businesses anyway 
<laughs> I really, and I think that that's, that's like, everyone knows. They're, they're not the people that were at the, I mean, I'm not a big bar fly, but I'm a musician and I play the bars. So I'm there to keep, to bring people in. I'm advertising. I'm making posters for free, all for free. Nobody pays you to sit at home for an hour and a half and make a poster for your show on Friday. That's at a bar. You know what I mean? You're hoping to bring enough people out that it pays for its, the time itself. You know, you're, you're built, you're, you're promoing your, the people that, that, that are, Going to the restaurants and tipping or over tipping. You know what? These places haven't been open for 17 months. I think I'm going to leave $7 or a tip instead of five. Okay. Those aren't pro vax people. Those aren't pro passport people. It's just, it's just not the way it is. They're fine. The people who are pro are, are pretty cool with staying home. They probably didn't go out a hell of a lot in the first place. Or if they did, it was, you know, every couple months they might go out to the local pub with some friends and get some nachos and a beer. That's not supporting the economy. That's not running the town. That's not keeping things going. It's the people that are out all the time. It's the bands that are bringing 100 people to their gig. It's the, the people where they know their name and their drink when they get there, you know, and they bring different friends every weekend. And most of those people don't want this passport. That, uh, that negative side that you were talking about with the people who are, who are super hard into getting the vaccine. So Candace Owens uh, in the U.S., she... Didn't want to get the vaccine. So as part of not wanting to get the vaccine, she just said that she'll go with the PCR tests. So she was trying to, so she was trying to get uh, tested and then uh, she was denied a test as well. And from there, people on Twitter are actually commenting like, well, good. I hope she gets COVID and dies. (laughs) What? Yeah. Like (laughs) what? So you're literally wishing death on somebody just because they won't. But she, you get the hate spew from both sides which is why i just pretty much try to ignore it altogether because you're gonna you I, I, for every person that's like i hope they get covid and die if you're anti-vax or i hope your grandmother dies or whatever they say there's also some crazy asshole right-wing person that's like i hope everybody who gets the vax gets cancer because that's all that's in it and you die too like there's 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 idiots on both sides of it and i it's it, you got to ignore those people just there, like the, there, war, there, the afghanistan war where people were just like god blow them all up just send a bomb over and kill them all like, there was remember when Bush first invaded Afghanistan. There yeah. were those idiots. And then there were people that were like, let's actually have a conversation about how we can fix the Middle East. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're always going to have those extremists. We the, the idea is that we have to sit down and have that. Like the same with the BLM, ALM controversy, which we won't even get into. You got to sit down and talk. You got to yeah. quit dividing. It's not going to work. Tom McDonald, this rapper that we've talked about a bunch of times, huge. Every part of his, of, of his, one of his songs, even when he talks about controversial things specifically, he'll say, but the answer is 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 togetherness. At the end of the day, the answer is love. The answer is sitting down, having a conversation, agreeing to disagree, and having each other's backs regardless. Yeah. And the, this and, and anybody that thinks that this vaccine passport is not a well orchestrated way to divide us, I, I don't know what to tell you. Then you then you should roll over and just, just read a history book. The roll over the pillow is going to be colder on the other side, you know, because you're sleep, bro. You're well, sleeping. Well, okay. Uh, when I say read a history book, this, this is where it gets kind of interesting because when it comes down to as soon as you start preaching history, then we're labeled crazy right wing Nazis again. That's what happens. Yeah, so I, like, wait I, a minute. What do you I mean? Know, but but it's not even necessarily about reading a history book because you're not actually going to get anything from the perspective of people who suffered. Yes, because from this history's so, written by the winners. So there are actually people coming out now who were around during 
yes. the said period who are like, well, no, this is textbook. This is what started this is to textbook, happen. Yes. Like this is what started happening and, and it's happening now. And, but, but nobody is listening to it. And anytime somebody has something to say like that, then yeah, this, that's where the, the labeling and the, and the defaming happens. And it's, yeah. Okay. I'll give a, I had a, a good, I had a good, good story that came up to me. A friend of a friend of mine, sent me something that was really, really good. It was from a book. And I did a little research because I was like, oh, I really like this. Is this real? And I found the book. And uh, it's real. It's, it's not, a, you know, it was on Facebook, but I found the book and I found who wrote it. And it's a bunch of stories. Oh, was it when Justin Bieber went to, no, uh, the, went to the annex and said Anne Frank would have been a believer? No, that's not. <laughs> and it was, it, was a, it was just a first-person story about a lady who grew up in Austria when she, it, during, like, the late 30s. And it was talking about the five years before shit hit the fan. And it was super, super interesting just the way she was like, um, you know, Austria sucked. It was a horrible country. Things weren't going very well. You know, they knew people don't have jobs and things were kind of crappy and they voted like in favor. They were like, Germany's doing great. They got this, they got this crazy new guy that uh, that's running it and things are going well. There's jobs and money and stuff. Maybe, maybe he could help us. And then all of a sudden they, they got together and all the political parties on both the right and the left were like, yeah, this is a good idea. Our country is completely fucked. We need help. And then they voted to bring Germany and Austria together and they celebrated for four days in the streets and they drank and they partied. And then it took three years once that happened for them to go. Okay. So, you know, now that I'm helping you guys and you guys are all part of us, uh, you know, here's, here's some rules. And the, and he, every six months the rules got a little crazier and it, it's a really it was a really cool story to explain how it got went from being like the greatest thing ever oh my god we're saved we're saved to what ended up being the Second World War where they were completely enslaved and it, it took three years and they did not fucking see it coming that's the biggest part of the story and when you talk about the Second World War and compare it to anything today you're just immediately labeled a psycho conspiracy theory guy but. It's, it's, uh, and I kind of believe I, uh, that it, that it was a bit over the top. Like I remember when Gina Carano got in shit for posting some stuff that was like a picture of, um, you know, I think it was something related to the second world war. Literally talking about, uh, the negativity from your neighbors. <laughs> yes. People, uh, calling the, the, the German police and saying my, my neighbors are, are, are part of the group you're looking for. Basically, I think was, was the picture. Right. And it's like when you're calling the police on your neighbors or cheating, you know, calling, talking shit about your neighbors, you, you got to think about who you are. And, uh, and she got in a big shit for that. And here we but, are, but, here I, we, but, she called it. That was last year. She got fired from Disney. It's a year. It's 13, 14 months later. And exactly what the fuck she got fired for is happening. It's almost yeah. like Disney might've known. Oh my God. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, so here, here's a funny thing. So, Back on to, uh, I want to say like music news, but it's not so much music news. It's just, there's a magazine out there uh, called Rolling Stone Magazine. It, it's, it's uh, never heard of it. Tell me a little more. <laughs> oh, they do. Uh, Aren't they a band? Uh, well, the, the, <laughs> the Stones are a band, but they, the magazine Rolling Stone, they do uh, feature articles on artists and, and other bands and, and, Music all around. Well, Joe Rogan, the pop star icon that he is, he recently came out to say that he had COVID. And he came out literally saying, I, I did everything for it. I threw the kitchen sink at it. And as part of that, he did something, uh, I don't know what uh, the treatment's called. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, was big on this too. When it came down to uh, getting uh, antibodies 
put into your system. I, I forget what treatment that was, but he also used ivermectin as well as uh, a NAD drip and a few other things. And three days later after he got it, three days, I feel great. He was healthy. I feel great. And so Rolling Stone came out to say that, you know, Joe Rogan used horse dewormer. Okay. So ivermectin, it's, there are two uses for it. There's the animal use for it, which is the, uh, it, it removes parasites out of animals, AKA horses. And even like they, even if you go to the vet to get ivermectin for horses, there's literally like a horse on the the packaging picture and, and all that. But this is this is where it gets funny. Is the FDA FDA came out recently and said, okay, everybody stop using horse dewormer, okay, because the FDA hasn't approved ivermectin to to combat against COVID. Even though, even though before India had the vaccine, they were treating COVID patients with ivermectin. Okay, and their numbers were slowly starting to go down. Then the vaccine. But there's no money in ivermectin so, apparently. So the vaccine comes out, and they stop using ivermectin, and then it was the worst thing the country's and ever now seen. Now the FDA is condemning holy it. Holy crap! And yeah, now oh the FDA is condemning it. So what is ivermectin used for in humans? I just wanted to uh, to come out with this. Because a lot of people just think it's just straight up horse dewormer. And I even saw a buddy on Facebook talking about, uh, oh, yeah, because people are using horse dewormer. Okay, so ivermectin, it's not FDA approved to treat COVID-19. So I'm not by any means saying, hey, go out and get over-the-counter ivermectin to treat your to treat your COVID. I'm I am. Not, I'm not <laughs> saying that at all. But I will say what it is used for in humans. So three doctors back in 2015, William C. Campbell and Satoshi Omura, and two UU were given Nobel Prize for successfully treating those diseases and malaria in humans, not horses. So by those diseases, I mean river blindness. Uh, so I came up with this question, how do you cure river blindness in people? River blindness is a neglected tropical disease caused by parasitic worms transmitted by a certain genus of black flies biting you. Please avoid those black flies if you're in a tropical environment. How do you how do you cure and forgive me for saying this wrong strongyloidiasis strongyloidiasis a disease caused by roundworm strongyloids stercoralis is the primary species that accounts for human disease so these two diseases and malaria were all treated in humans with ivermectin and the okay. three doctors they that sound came- pretty freaking deadly <laughs> they don't sound friendly this is like something you want to catch walking through the woods <laughs> yeah <laughs> I somehow got river blindness. What? Give me that ivermectin for my balls. I got something weird on here. (laughs) That's roundworm. (laughs) 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 So so ivermectin, with the right dosage, will definitely... uh, treat those those diseases specifically. Now, it has been through trials, uh, it's been treating certain symptoms of COVID-19. However, it's still in trials. It's not FDA approved because it's still in trials. And and there were uh, doctors testifying for it uh, to the Senate, hoping to get this out on the market. But again, it's still in trials. So I'm not by any means saying, hey, go out and buy over-the-counter ivermectin. I'm not saying go off to a pet store and buy ivermectin. But it is proof that there are alternative methods to to, to taking care of this. Another thing, Seth, or Seth, sorry, Joe Rogan was talking about was 
having an immune system, like in general, just being healthy instead of the Americans talking about the fact that 78% of COVID patients are overweight and how maybe we should, you know, you know, lay off the cheeseburgers and be healthier as a nation. Nobody's talking about that. That's also a big part of it. That would probably help a lot, you know, but there's there, but there's no talk of alternatives. It's vaccine or death, but all doctors will always recommend to you, uh, the healthier alternatives. Like the second you have a sore back, your doctor will be like, okay, lose some weight, put strength. Maybe this is a nice wake up call. You know, maybe the McDonald's, the McDonald's, I, I always call it the, you know, the McDonald's marketing project, it, it, it's, it's kind of run its course where you started by getting, you know, this much burger for this much money. And I've got my hand open very big on the left and small on the right. But when and it can, then okay. now you get way less food for the way more money. And it, it's kind of worn itself out that you can only do that for so long. Yeah. And I think the States, not so much Canada, we're pretty healthy fucking people, but in the States, that's, a, and their numbers heavily reflect what we do up here. If they would just stop being such unhealthy slobs. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're trying to have be I, nice people. Have I just completely like... The shot uh, pod is not mean to anybody. 350 million people hate me now. No, but <laughs> if they would really just like... That would be a big part of it. It would be kind of nice. If Health health should be more of a focus than it is, I think, in pop culture in North America. Okay, but what I do want to say in regards to ivermectin is anybody who might come down with it who uh, actually like orders it online or anything... Um, just be sure what you're getting because, so do you remember when Trump came out? And if it comes in a white powder, you should definitely not take it. It's, de- <laughs> it's not ivermectin whatsoever. Do you remember when Trump came out and was talking about hydroxychloroquine? No. While waiting for a vaccine, he came out and said people should be trying hydroxychloroquine to treat, uh, their, their symptoms. So instantly CNN got out to say, no, 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 don't go for hydroxychloroquine. It's not FDA approved. Yeah. And then uh, I actually got into a debate with a buddy about this, and it showed the American Medical Association, all uh, 22,000 doctors took, uh, started using hydroxychloroquine to treat symptoms of COVID while there was no virus or while there was no vaccine. And everybody said it, it works against sim- it doesn't cure COVID. It works against symptoms. It lessens their symptoms. Yes. So could then, save a dying then, person from death. So then later on, the same person from CNN who printed the article about hydroxychloroquine. Uh, saying don't use it, printed another article saying like, hey, it works, it lessens symptoms. So I was like showing showing a buddy this, and he's like, oh, okay, that's just CNN saying this. Show me the actual report. Yeah. So, but in this article, it there was a link to the American Medical Association that actually had the stats of twenty two thousand doctors actually using this. That's and a it was big like, number. Oh, okay, so I'm not, I'm in no way saying uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm in no way saying, hey, go out and do this. But the reason why I brought it up was because when Trump promoted it, there was uh, a couple who started uh, reading the ingredients on their fish tank cleaner. And they're like, oh, hydroxychloroquine. And so the uh, this oh, woman, so this woman's husband started drinking uh, aquarium cleaner, and he ended up... Uh, Probably losing his liver? He, he passed away. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she blamed Trump for saying, okay, he said hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> and so That's the states <laughs> for you. But no, but like the, the reason why I'm saying don't go by, don't go by this, go by what your doctor recommends is because so many people are out there like, oh, but this has it in it. Let's go do it. Same with ivermectin. Like people are like yeah. eating their, their like animal 
ivermectin and like, no, see, I'm good. And then they're pooping out pieces of their intestines. Was that the Tide Pod thing not the same kind of idea? It, well, no, because that, that was different? that was actually a TikTok challenge. This isn't a oh, TikTok okay. challenge. And no, do not make this can a we TikTok make, can challenge. Can we make it a TikTok do, challenge? Do you remember the TikTok? Listen, we need to siphon out. We need to like like thin the herd with the dumb people. So <laughs> I mean, they should just take it. warning labels off everything and see who makes it, in my opinion. They're doing it themselves. Like the TikTok challenge. When COVID started uh, running rampant, there was a TikTok challenge of licking toilet seats, saying like it was it was. The, yes, I the saw this. I, that, I, I don't challenge. have TikTok, but I saw enough of them on Facebook for sure getting shared. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, regardless of what we talk about on the show, when it comes down to even our COVID discussions, I just want to state that I'm not promoting using ivermectin. I'm not promoting using hydroxychloroquine. I'm not promoting anything when it comes to treatments of COVID or any. I'm not a doctor. I'm just stating we that. We are promoting informing yourself. Yes. That's what we're promoting. Do, do some research. Don't look for... Uh, well, I was going to say don't look for conspiracy theories, but I'm actually called a conspiracy theorist all the time for everything that I, that I actually see. And even when it comes down to actually doctors coming out, those doctors themselves are being labeled as conspiracy theorists, yeah. peddling misinformation. You're a conspiracy theorist if you just have a difference of opinion. That's yeah. what it comes down to now. Yeah. Oh, you're a licensed physician and you do have the, the, the qualifications to say this, but you're now being called a conspiracy theorist? Okay. I need to find like a, a doctor who's out of work and just pay him to hang out beside me so that when my people argue with me, I can just say, talk to Jim here. Jim, tell him, tell him what you learned in med school. And they'll just sit them down. And So there's this, <laughs> so there's this doctor on, on Facebook, and I watch his videos all the time, Dr. Mike. Uh, he's actually, uh, he's pro-vaccine. He went out and he got the vaccine himself. And he encourages everybody to get the vaccine. But then he's, he's also saying that uh, he's treated a lot of patients uh, just – during COVID, not necessarily for, for COVID, but when it comes down to the mental aspect of things. And he talks about how uh, emotions actually play an, an integral part for your physical well-being. So like if, if you're completely down uh, and depressed, uh, it, it can weigh heavy on your heart which can then start restricting blood flow. You'll, yep. you'll come in with, with aches and pains where you never had aches and pains before. You could have been completely healthy and then depression kind of took a toll and now you're just, every, every part of you hurts. And so Dr. Mike, he was talking about this thing. And so while he says that he's not pressuring everybody to, uh, to go out and get a vaccine, he, he does encourage people to get a vaccine. But at the end, he still says it's, it's everybody's choice. And so he, so he's actually talked with another doctor as to like, well, should I actually be all for and trying to push and scrutinize people who don't get it? But then he's trying to look through the eyes of other people who are, are struggling from it, uh, thinking about like, well, I don't want this, I don't want that, and still going through all the, the health issues and the emotional issues leading up to being forced into this scenario. There's another piece of this topic that I want to kind of talk a little bit about too that a friend of mine talked about. Um, I don't know where it's, how it's going to be everywhere because I imagine they'll use paperwork for some of it. But in Canada, or at least in Ontario, by October 22nd or something like that, you have to have a QR code on your phone. And that's your passport. You don't just get to show up with a piece of paper. It won't be enough. And um, a friend of mine said, well, my grandparents are double vaxxed and they don't have phones. So I guess they can't go to restaurants. And that's another group. Uh, so now when you really think about, remember I was talking about small businesses and, uh, you know, now they're taking a, a population of 100% of people that used to go to said restaurant since COVID, since 2019 started, 
has that number gone down to 70% of that 100? Probably, because 30% are probably too scared to go out. Or maybe they don't have the money because COVID hit them financially hard. Either way, there's probably a 30% decrease in, in who's in the place. So now you've got 70% of who you originally had. We're going to cut that number in half because half of them will get vaccinated and half of them in the moment won't. So now you're down to 35% of your original 100. And now, if you are double-vaxxed but don't have access to a phone with a functioning QR code, a functioning screen, a battery that's charged, and a signal of some kind to bring the QR code up because you probably need internet or Wi-Fi for it, you're also not allowed in. So that's probably another 10%. So now we're down to 25% of the 100, and they're going to... How many months are they going to live on the 24? They're already on stimulus, which ends in October, pretty much everywhere in North America. So that's like... I know they're doing it till November in some states. I know... Calgary and or whatever uh, out west it's around the same time we are so between September and November and I know that it's January 2022 in southern some southern states if you're on stimulus but either way it's all coming to a cap by shortly as yeah. well as all the restrictions this sounds like a recipe for disaster uh it's something I want to say I actually read an article uh last night that said uh all the all the allowances from uh, our government in regards to getting your, your plate stickers renewed, renewing your license. That's all, and all back that. to normal too. It's coming to an end. The official date that that ends is actually February 27th. Is it next year? I thought it was like this month. I thought by the end of this month, you had to have everything up to date. You had to have your stickers and your plates up to date by the end of September. Am I wrong? Uh, and Ontario, that. specifically Ontario, Canada. Yeah, this this is from Service Ontario. Old license plates. Uh, it's been roughly 18 months. Would have expired on our book. Okay. So it must be valid and up to date beginning February 20th, 2022. Interesting. So there's still a little bit of time left. That's like four but, months. That's a yeah, pretty good chunk of time. But, but, but it's like everybody go out and get your shit. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, everybody go out and get your shit while you're not allowed to go most places. Like it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. They want you to go out and now rush. Or, like this is the thing. Most people are struggling right now money-wise. Like let, let's be honest. If you were making good money before this, it's not going as far as it used to. So most people are working more or they have a second job or whatever their business that they started. You know, if somebody started making bath bombs or selling fucking t-shirts during COVID, if they're back to work now, they're probably still doing that. Most people are doing a double hustle. And now you're, now you've, you've got to go out and spend, I don't know. I just spent a thousand dollars getting our work truck on the road. It costs us a grand to get plates, a sticker and pay all the fines and everything. Most people have that. There's parking tickets. There's two hundred dollars worth of just money you have to pay just just to just to exist with with yeah. with a vehicle, and you know. And now they're they're calling that in. Okay, it's been eighteen months. It's like they're acting like everything's going back to normal, and it's not. It's actually getting harder to work and do things. Yeah. And that's how I know this is going to snap. This isn't going to end well because people are already at the breaking point, and they're putting a pretty intense squeeze on those same people. If you're a nurse and you're not going to get vaccinated, how are you going to feed your kids? Yeah, you're going to end up on the social system is going to be overwhelmed with nurses and qualified working professionals who should be working on social. There's, well, it's gonna uh, be a fucking there, there's there's a lot of nurses that are getting vaccinated, but there's also a movement out there that says like, hey, we've been treating kosher, uh, pa COVID, COVID patients case. for the past year and a half. For a year and a half, and we didn't need a vaccine. Now we need a vaccine in order no. to work. Yep. They were heroes. Oh, the heroes are frontline worker heroes. Fuck you. You're fired. That's, yeah. a, that's what I see online. Yeah. They, they, they're pretty upset that they were last week's, week's heroes is this week's unemployed. I see that yeah. online. And they're not wrong. I 100% support anybody that's, that's got that, that feeling. You know, I mean, if anybody should get the choice to get poked, it should be the nurses. I could almost, 
I almost, like, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I can almost see them saying, well, you can't go to bars and restaurants because, I mean, it's a public place you're choosing to go to. There's no choice involved with the nursing industry. They're, but, they're, with the, the, the nursing people who industry, are there are there though, because they're sick. With the nursing industry, though, they also have protocols to follow. Uh, I'm not re- referring to the, uh, getting their shot. I'm just referring to them doing their jobs. Like, yeah. okay, well, you, gloves, have to, masks. you have to wash your hands, put yeah. on gloves, masks, when you're done, sanitize, everything. Like, you you have to do this. Oh, you were wearing a gown for this? Okay, take off your gown. It has to be changed. You, you Like, everything. It's everything a tough changed. job. It's one of the toughest jobs you can have, and there's millions of dollars go into PPE so that they don't get sick from all yeah. the stuff they deal with. So why is it? why do you have to get poked? <laughs> why when they literally can't go 45 seconds without sanitizer being fucking coating on coated on them yeah well it's well, sad here's, here's uh another thing of uh businesses that are suffering is right now the labor pool sucks there's nobody in the labor pool so there's a lot of job openings and there, no one's applying yeah there's a lot of job openings nobody's applying and also if anybody's ever read a history textbook uh that's a sign of what we like to call a depressed economy a depression economy yeah it when there's like thousands of minimum wage jobs and no one applying for them. That's like, this hasn't happened since 1938. It was like the last time it was this bad. So to put it in perspective, just in case you're wondering and want to look at some numbers, that's the last time the unemployment rate versus the amount of jobs in the market was this close in ratio was 38. Yeah, so my employer's been looking for for uh, people, and they've turned to Indeed as well as yeah. Uh, Indeed's as actually not a bad site. I've got a bunch of jobs before I started my own business, there. and so many other places, and they can't find anybody. And so they actually ended up talking to another business, and it's like, well, where did you, where have you been getting people from? And it's like, well, the labor pool's basically dry, but we have gotten like one or two people off this other side. I can't remember the name of that site, but. Uh, it, it, it was a conversation between businesses to say like, yeah, we're both kind of suffering. Yeah, <laughs> we both can't. We can't pay people enough to work for our company. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Because, I mean, your job doesn't pay bad. Yeah. And is it that hard? Uh, no, it's not hard. Well, then why? Then, 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 you know, people should be applying. If it's not, if it pays okay and it's not that hard, that sounds like a pretty fucking good deal to me. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, my job pays shit and it's extremely hard. So, <laughs> you know, nobody wins. Yeah. It's, it's just that, uh, at the end of the day, when it comes down to the labor pool being dry, well, it's like now the, now the company has so much work and it's like, okay, but now we have to overwork the, the employees that are there. And that's not, that's. I feel like that's been uh, an ongoing thing for the and past it's, 15 it's, years. It's, it's just squeeze more work out of less employees for less money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because now all these companies that we're talking about, like I said, that stimulus, I don't know. I guarantee you every company has got some government money coming in pretty much, especially in almost any industry. If there's a, if they can get a little bit there, why wouldn't they? They, they, they just log what they make and I'm sure they'll make the difference up. That's yeah. what the government's job has been. And that's not going to be there. And then these companies are going to be looking for more ways to, to get, you know, to save a dollar. It's going to be done, and, and they're going to be like, so we don't have enough employees. The ones we do have aren't getting paid enough, and they're overworked. We can't hire anybody, and we can't afford to expand the company because we can't invest any more money because we're not making any. This yeah. sounds like a very good thing. I can't <laughs> wait for 2023. Yeah. You know, like it's not, it's just, uh, as a small <laughs> businessman myself, I have these are the thoughts I've had for the past three months. You know, I, uh, by, I have, everything's going to have to go and I'm using finger quotes back to normal by the end of October. But I'll tell you right now, I'm not back to normal as far as the amount of people that I deal with and what they can afford to pay me. And I'm not the only one. So Pfizer has come out to say that, uh, they're working on a COVID pill. This COVID pill is something that you're, is it blue? (laughs) 
Come on, high five. That was really good. <laughs> so this COVID pill uh, is something that you, you may have to be taking uh, twice a day, as well as getting the vaccine and booster shots. But the bill, pill is taken twice a day, every day. And you can't just take it alone. You need the vaccine as well <laughs> to accompany it just to make sure that COVID stays away. Okay, yeah, I believe it. I'm buying it. Makes yeah. sense to me because, I mean, every other vaccine I got when I was a kid involved me take pill twice a day for two, three weeks or months after. For sure. Okay. All right. Right? I'm buying it. And it's for my, it's for my own good. I don't even right. th- I don't even take Tylenol when I have a headache. So <laughs> this is, and this is the problem is I'm not alone. I know lots of people like that. Like I mean, as a, someone who's mentally ill, like I'll, I don't give a shit. I'm bipolar. I, I'm out there with it. And for a long, for a that long, is totally new information. And I uh, I took a mipramine for a lot of years and Valium forms of Valium for it prescribed. Okay, and it didn't really bode well with me after four or five years because you know you, you your my stomach lining got messed up and your yeah. actual physical body starts to go what the fuck are you doing so i got on this and i mean back in those days if i had a headache it was pop three extra strength if it was you know if you if i nicked my knee at work it was you know whatever you you just get through you do what you got to do and then you hit this plateau where you're like i'm done with the pill thing i did it you know i don't want to take it for the illness and i don't i don't want to deal with it anymore and there's a lot of people like me who just don't aren't pill poppers I think that's capitalizing on a pill popper mentality of America. It's a pretty big issue down there with the Percocets and the uppers and shit. It's right. kind of an issue. Yeah. Methamphetamines, the only reason they are an issue is because they started as a little pill you could pop because things weren't going well for you. Like, it's it's all FDA approved. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got to look at that, too. The FDA is not Jesus of, of what's good for you. They've made mistakes. Quaaludes were FDA approved. Did you know that? You want did did you go fucking look it up? They were fully FDA FDA approved until they were banned and gotten rid of and destroyed because they were going to become the fall of society in the seventies because everybody was so fucked on them. And they were like the greatest drug ever. They made you feel like a god, and there was almost no after effects and no withdrawal and no come down. I mean, yeah. you wanted to sleep a lot the next day, and you might have got dehydrated, but that's about it. So, like, these are FDA approved things. Like, you know, yeah. so, so you got to be careful. Well, when I mean, talking you, about FDA. you look at uh, a. <laughs> When it comes to the FD, when it comes to the FDA, the the amount of uh, mass shooter uh, suspects that uh, were on that <laughs> were FDA on FDA approved medication, yeah, on FDA approved medication, and the, the majority of them were actually on Ritalin. Yeah, which is like, and there's another, there's a concentrated form of Ritalin. It's really, 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 uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's really good too. That a buddy of mine was telling me that, uh, he was on for a little while and he's like, and it's, it's FDA approved. And it's like, it was destroying families all over the States until they got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you hear these stories all the time. They think it's good. You know, I'm sure yeah. it does do help at some point, but oh, it's okay to get the shot. It's FDA approved now. That's oh. interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. The okay. FDA thing was in a, was really weird for me when I heard about it. I was like, I don't know if that makes it worse or better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when it comes down to it, I'm pretty sure, uh, uh, Captain Crunch is FDA approved and there's no fucking way that shit's good for you because I still eat it and my God, I pay the price every time. <laughs> so uh, we're going to change up the subject now because we're not going to be all COVID. Uh, COVID is actually a depressing subject for many people, including myself and you. So we're going to uh, get off the COVID talk. I love getting off the COVID every, topic. Every, yeah. <laughs> hey <laughs> Okay, so uh, are you familiar with a CSI? A little bit. My mom watched a lot of CSI when I was young, so I watched a lot of Pro- it Well, her. if it was when you were young, it was probably like the good one. Well, then again, all shows have kind of been off the air for a while now, so. Uh, it's true. 
So there was uh, CSI Vegas, which was always the best one. There was CSI. Miami, I saw Miami. Miami. There was CSI Miami with uh, with all those cheesy one-liners and putting on the sunglasses. There wow, Eric. Looks like the cats put on sunglasses out of the bag. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one she used to watch. I used to call him the pink weenie. Yeah. <laughs> I got all the pink weenies on TV. I always called him uh, Felatio Kane. Because <laughs> his name's Horatio <laughs> Kane. So I call him Felatio Kane. Kane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then, of course, there I wonder how much pussy that guy slayed. Like, did, or, or was it like none? Did nobody take it seriously? No, I, I think he slayed. I think he walked off set and he had like seven Playboy bunnies and he's like, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> yeah. I really do. <laughs> then there was CSI New York with Lieutenant Dan. Yes, you got it. legs. <laughs> you ten, uh, and then there was somebody else in there and when i saw him uh i'm a huge friends fan and uh and then i was like oh the the cop in csi new york is actually tag jones from friends i was like oh let's tag he wants to play around on a scooter that's all he wants to do <laughs> i love when you see shit like that uh, anthony anderson is a funny guy that he does that all the time he's just always popping up and stuff and you're like oh it's okay oh it's okay. man you, you really gotta so Every time I go back now and I watch something from like the 90s or, or even the 80s and all that stuff, I'll run into like a celebrity that I know now that I didn't know back then. You're like, oh, he was in that? Yeah. So uh, recently, okay, so I'm a game streamer and uh, I've, I went through Alien Isolation. And so because I went through Alien Isolation, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stream or I'm going to watch all the Alien movies. And so when it came to uh, Alien 3, by the time I got oh to... Oh, my God. One of the worst fucking movies in the franchise, by the way. Did you like it? I, I liked it. I, I liked hate it. that one. I'm, I'm just such a go-hard alien. I do fanatic. love the movies, but it's so, just... they When they kept cloning Ripley, I was like... No, no. Alien 3 was still regular Ripley. That was the last one. Yeah. Alien 3 was the one where she actually had the queen in her and she jumps into the furnace at the end. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, uh, in that movie, the, the love interest for Ripley that still dies via Alien uh, was actually um, the King Lannister from uh, Game of Thrones. What's What was his name? Tywin? Tywin? So that was probably one of his... That movie came out in like 1990. Yeah, so he so was. That had he, was to be, he was really he was young. really young for sure. Yeah, Tywin Lannister. Yeah, so yeah, nice. he was he was really. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He would have been young as fuck at that point too. Yeah. You recognize him. So I, he was the the love interest. I'm like, oh my god. I find this happens with Chris, Christopher Lee. The amount of shit that I'll be watching, <laughs> yeah. and I'll be like, is that fucking Christopher Lee's in everything? Like, yeah. <laughs> what was I, I had somebody else in mind there too that's uh, similar with that when uh, Terry Crews. Okay, so I was watching Training Day. Yeah. And I was like, fucking Terry, Terry Crews is so good in this. And then I saw an interview with him. I swear to God, Facebook's listening because uh, within a day of watching Training Day, this interview came up with Terry in my videos to watch of him talking about how he got that role. And he literally, he was a security guard for Hollywood. He didn't actually, yeah. he wasn't an actor. And he wasn't there for security, but someone said, yo, they're filming a Denzel movie. You should come check it out. And he just came down as like in his spare time. Like, yeah, I'll check it out. And uh, he was just kind of looking over, watching Denzel get ready to do a scene, and the director, whose name I can't remember because it was a fancy name, but it's a good director, famous guy. Uh, we should look it up in a minute. He came over to him and was like, oh, hey, I've heard you do security. We need a tough guy. Do you want to get it? Do you want to be in this movie? And and he didn't get paid anything, but he had that big of a role because he was in that movie for a pretty good chunk of yeah. it. And he that literally, he was like, after the first day, he was like, would you come back tomorrow? 
I don't like no pay, no nothing. Just will you come back? And he did. And then he'd be, they won an Oscar for that. Right. And then when he gave Denzel the Oscar, the scene they played at the Oscars was the scene with Terry in it. So, and he he fucking blew up after that. So I, and I remember (laughs) seeing him in that and he did, he looked young and he looked green. He looked like you could tell he's put on some mad acting skills since he looked scared. You could tell he was scared to even be in the presence (laughs) of fucking Denzel. So, uh, for anybody who hasn't seen blue mountain state, uh, I highly recommend you see it right now in Canada. It's on prime that you can check out all three seasons. Uh, and then you can run, rent the movie, uh, Rise of Thadland, which is also great. But the reason why I'm talking about Blue Mountain State right now, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Blue Mountain State is like Van Wilder goes to football university. So it's all about uh, sex, drugs, and football. So the reason why I brought it up is because... What else do you need, bro? The reason I brought it up is because there are episodes with themes of popular movies and they actually have an episode called Training Day. (laughs) 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 And so it has... uh, some some of the same kind of stuff that happens in Training Day, just like translated into into the show. <laughs> I love when shows do this. One of my favorite pieces of of tribute. So, are you Trailer Park Boys guy? You like Trailer Park Boys? Nah, not so much. There there were there were times where I was watching season after season. I was pretty I, I into it for a while. One of the newer seasons, they do Empire Strikes Back, yeah. and they they redo it where uh, it was Hawk. So it's Leahy and Ricky. And they're fighting with hockey sticks. And Leahy tries to tell him that he's his dad while they're doing it. Like, while they're fighting with the yeah. sticks. And he hits him in the hand. And he drops the stick. And he's like, ah, can't feel my fucking hand. And like, <laughs> and it's just really funny. And it's a total play on the movie. But then even the shots, the angle of the shots as he's he's hitting him with the hockey stick. And he works his way up the, the trailer park, like, the, the, the steps to the, like, it was just very well shot. I love when there's a tribute within a show. Community used to do the best tributes. They The, the show community had yeah. these zombie apocalypse tributes yeah, that yeah. they would do. And they oh, were man, fucking, their Halloween episodes. Were the hell, yeah, they were yeah. killer. They were amazing. Like, I, there's so many good episodes. I love that. I love that. Anyways, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I love so, tribute episodes. So uh, in regards to uh, the, the tribute episodes, um, I can't, like, there's there some that when watching, I'm like, okay, I know this is inspired by this but I can't think of what this is. But it's there. So they're, they're, Rick they and have, Morty does it too. Rick and Morty's yeah. got a lot of... You don't always notice it because they're subtle. But sometimes I'll be like, ah, they're doing fucking, you know, what, some 80s movie that I forgot about usually. So there's an episode where, uh, where one of the uh, main defense guys is actually looking for purpose. And so they're like, oh, you need to go on an Apache journey. And so he goes out and he, oh, he gets I see really, the really, really, really fucking high. And then, uh, and then he's like, it, the episode is kind of him on this big trip. And, uh, and then by the end, he's like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. It's, it's really good, though. Yeah, you really? definitely, you definitely it's got It's on uh, Prime? Yeah. All right. I'll have to check this out 100%. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was talking about CSI. So the reason why I brought up CSI was because October 6th, uh, CSI is premiering with Gil Grissom. They're bringing back Grissom. Okay. It's like if if they were gonna, going to bring back CSI, the one person that they would need to do it successfully would be Gil Grissom. Is it br- brought back? Isn't it done filming? It's ready to go? Yeah. Or they're starting to film it? No, it's, it's done. It's, it's premiering done. on TV on October on, 6th. But CSI was always on like crappy cable networks. <laughs> I used to wait till it was, it, once it had premiered and then I would go watch it on something. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm excited. Nick Stokes, unfortunately, doesn't return, but uh, Sarah Seidel, Gil Grissom, they're in it. So anyways, there were games back in the early 2000s, like for Xbox 360, uh, there was, uh, like, I think there was three CSI games that came out for it. And they're, they're like genius games. The graphics suck. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Ubisoft, if, you, if you're hearing this, the, the graphics in your CSI games, they suck. Although they did bring in the actual talent for the, the games. So, like, the, the, vo- the, vo- the voice acting is yeah. really good. So, so the voice acting is there. The only thing that, that's really weird is it's all studio recording. So, whenever, like, you hear nature sounds of the scene of where you are uh, outside, but it still sounds like their voice is inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, that sounds. So that that's sounds- a very nice. I remember that was. The, all the original PlayStation games were like that. There was all these horror games that they like. The original Silent Hill was the same way. <laughs> Their voices sounded like like just like us. I'd be like, oh no, it's really cold out here. <laughs> Even though you're like outside and yeah, you can hear like, yeah. woo, woo. <laughs> but yeah, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I was watching uh, funny mo- moments from horror games uh, last night, and uh, and they were talking about the original. Resident Evil being in the basement. They're like, Resident Evil 1, Fucking the director's cut. scariest track. shit and I've ever... Oh, I'll never forget that. It, it was scary, but, like, the voice acting was so bad. And, like, when they're walking, it's the same It's the same shoe-clicking sound yeah, for, that gets for, for each step walking around, which is hilarious. And then they, then they get up, and it's like, hold on, let me open the door for you. <laughs> and you're like, what? what? I mean, like, seriously, anybody can say but that. But back in those days, those games still, even with all that glitchy bullshit they're scary as shit like I remember playing the first Resident Evil and going like I couldn't I'd, I'd put it down because like I can't go I'm not gonna be able to sleep if I don't put this down and go watch something else The uh, it's a shame Silent Hill too the first Silent Hill fuck man it's a shame because uh, modern day generations can't stand uh, the, the earlier generation horror games yeah I know so uh, Resident Evil played this fixed perspective which was actually terrifying because everything was stationary and you're just running around this this still map. Yeah. The second, like, you don't know what's around the corner. So nope. you'd go around the corner. So you're, you see your player go around the corner and you don't know what's happening. And then, like, and then the game shifts or, or it'll go to, like, an all-black screen and you'll see a door open. But you don't know what's on the you other side. And all of a sudden you see and you're like, oh, my God, what the... F-? And then you have to run away. And uh, Evil Within was a, another game that tried to stay with that but it it kind of failed because i mean it's it succeeded enough to get a second game but when it came to the second game so many people nowadays uh playing that game when it comes down to the fixed perspective they're like this, yeah this game this, this game is a failure I got, i've never asked, talked to you about this um but i know you're a horror game guy so this is going to be fun you ever hear of a game for snes it's a snes style um called clock tower uh, yes, but okay. that was actually for PS1. But it was on, they had it on a SNES version that was really bad, and then it came out on PS1, and it had been redone, and it looked way better. Oh. I played the SNES one, and I played the PS1, okay? And I'm telling you right now, the big guy with the scissors, okay? I had nightmares. That guy, <laughs> I would wake up in the middle of the night, and the big guy with scissors would be in my room. Now, the thing about Clock Tower is it's the same thing. It's that fixed... Yeah, position yeah. shit where it's just like the room whether it's a side now every room you go into or any mansion you went into <laughs> there was a side scroller there was above view yes like <laughs> oh my god he's showing me a little YouTube clip of the guy coming in now that was a, actually a fake guy with the scissors the real yeah. guy would wear a cloak he looked like 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 death 
and he'd come in and he'd cut you in half. The thing with that game, like you say, little weird things that make them scarier, like you know the fact that you didn't know what was yeah. around the corner or the clicking of the shoes, like the way it, it just went. With that game, there was no sound. There was zero soundtrack. So all oh. you, it was just... <laughs> like you, and then you'd click on shit and explore. And then whenever Mr. Scissor Guy would be close, you'd hear... And it would start to get louder, yeah. and you'd be like, oh, fuck, he's come. Like, he must be nearby. And you wouldn't then, know if you went to the left door or the right door. If you went to the left door, he might be right there. If you go to the right door, you might be, the mic music would get quiet, and then you'd the, be safe. I remember playing. Fuck, it scared me. I remember playing the PS1 version, and there was a point where this guy was chasing me, and I was And going, you run slow. Yeah, and, so I, and I'm running up the stairwells in this building, and, uh, and uh, I was on one floor. I came out into the stairwell, ran up, and the door uh, was locked. And I'm like, oh no, but you but are it, fucked yeah, in that in moment. The, in the PS1 version, all you hear is shing, shing. <laughs> it's the sound of shears. The giant shears that he would, basically he would stab you through the center and then open them up so that you split in half if he felt yeah. like it. Or he cut you in half. He had, he had like eight different ways to kill you once he got you. Yeah. Fucking scary, man. But in the, now I go back and watch those games or uh, or play them because my buddy's got a Retron. And, and I'm just like, it's the worst. It's like, it's not scary. <laughs> like, what was wrong with me? But I literally had, I remember like waking up and having to like sleep upstairs on the couch because if I slept in my room, that guy was coming to get me. I could hear yeah. the music in my sleep. <laughs> the uh, So Clock Tower ended up getting uh, a few sequels and I ended up having uh, Clock Tower 3 that I played on my brother's PS2. And I'd love to play. I'd never played the third one. And uh, the third one... Uh, there, there are boss battles where you actually get weapons to fight the people that chase you. But each level, there's, there's like somebody else that's chasing you. And uh, when they're chasing you, you don't have weapons and all you can do is hide. And there used to be this guy, uh, from what I recall, he looked kind of like the juggernaut. <laughs> and, but like he'd chase you and you'd be like, Alyssa. And you're like, what? What is this? And so, like, I would, I would. You hide. should do voice acting, bro. That was dope. <laughs> yeah. So I would hide, and then my brother, who was watching me, so my brother could never play horror games, and I could only play horror games if I had somebody there watching me. So my brother would be there watching me, and uh, and so I'd be hiding, and the guy would come in, Alyssa, and then he would, uh, and then he'd take <laughs> off. And I'd still be hiding. And my brother's like, what are you doing? Go. I'm like, no, he's no, going to go back. He's, he's going to go back. He's like, no. And then like five minutes later, he'd come back. And I'm like, he came back. And the, Fucking told you. Yeah. And then my brother's like, yes, but in that time, you had time to, to progress. You had time to go. I'm like, oh, shut up. You're not the one playing this. Uh, I was, okay, so Resident, I was like that. I liked playing alone, but Resident Evil 3, I had to have somebody there. That was too much, man. Resident Evil 3 was fucking, that, that was Nemesis, I think. Yeah. Fuck, that was tough. That was, yeah. not only was it difficult and you had to think a lot, but it was scary as hell. That and the first Silent Hill. I don't know, first Silent Hill I played alone a lot, but I probably shouldn't have, man. As the, as the Silent Hill games progressed, uh, as well as a lot of horror games where you're being chased, they started, uh, developing crazy technology where the AI actually learns from you. So in Alien Isolation, Alien Isolation... Okay, I gotta tell you right now, you talk about Alien Isolation so damn much. What system... You have that for Xbox? Yeah, I have okay. it on Xbox. And I'm just gonna have to... You know what? I don't have an Xbox. So it's, I'm just gonna have to come over play, and play I, it. I believe it's on PlayStation as well. Yeah, it's on PS4 as well. Is it a PS4 thing? Yeah. I'm gonna go online and I'm gonna... It, it, I, you talk about it so much, I have to get it. Yeah. After so, I play. So uh, Alien Isolation, when it was designed on console, it was initially designed for the iToy and the Kinect, okay. which had mics that were always listening. 
So in Alien Isolation on the consoles, uh, I don't know if it's an option that you can turn off, but if you're playing with a headset on or you're streaming into a microphone, Mm -hmm. like the alien would just be like, yo, I can just hear you. (laughs) (laughs) He would say that? (laughs) Well, no, he wouldn't say that, but like it it was almost the alien would constantly find you. If detected your voice, it would get you. Yes. That's really clever. That is crazy insane. On PC, uh, they don't have that. So on PC, you're you're lucky to play that and, and just get get by fine. But on Xbox, what, what if you whispered? On no, if if you whispered, you're good. Yeah, it was just yeah. a few that we were like, hey guys. Yeah. So even when when I was when I streamed that game on Twitch, anytime uh, I was just because I was used to playing it on Xbox, I played it a little bit on Xbox, but I was such a chicken shit when I played it on Xbox. I was always whispering, and then uh, and then when I started streaming it on the computer, when I'm like, oh shit, the aliens near. Oh my god. Oh my god. I got it. And like, how do you know they're near? Can you hear they're like. In the in, in in the vents or something? Yeah, you can hear them in the vent. Oh, you like, can hear their nails you'll, scratching. You'll, oh. No, you just hear them kind of shuffling around, like the body weight of this tall alien. You, you just hear like the heaviness in in the vents, and you're like, oh my god, he's near. And then and then you, they have like the same sound of him coming out of the vents anytime. And then when he's walking around, you hear the do 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 do, and it's maybe I shouldn't play this game, bro. I just I peed myself a little when you talking like that. But uh, <laughs> no, it's it. Is honestly one of the most amazing horror games. I gotta check it. And I gotta check it. If it's for PS4, I should check it. Yeah. And uh, the, the, it was Psycho Games that made it. And What? Yeah. Well, you, sh- you didn't even need to tell me all this. <laughs> you could have sold me on that alone, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So, you know I'm a Sega guy. So, so Sega Games made this, and it was done so amazing. There was so much detail that it, it was almost like they took everything from uh, the Nostromo in the first movie and they took all that same technology and added it to the Sevestables uh, space station. Can I ask you when in the alien timeline the movie the takes place takes between place. one and two. Oh, okay. So just after the first one, but before yeah. aliens. Yeah. With James Cameron. Right? Yeah. So, uh, so the Nostromo uh, is kind of, uh, Amanda Ripley is, is uh, Ellen Ripley's daughter and that's who you play. And uh, she wants to know what happened to her mom. So she's looking for the Nostromo. And so she's been following uh, the beacon. And uh, and so it, it actually shows that there's this other ship, spoiler alert, th- that there's this other ship that went to the alien planet who... I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I want to play the game. I want to <laughs> play the game. I want to play the game. So that's the same uh, planet that they the original one, the, the, the same planet in the original? Yeah. And it crash landed on? Yeah. Okay, because if you've seen Prometheus and Covenant, then you know how that got there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. So it's that same planet, and they recreated some of the scenes from the movie. From the game. original 77 Ridley Scott one. Yeah. Fuck, I gotta play this game. Yeah. Like this, yeah. Did, did they recreate the throne room yeah. with the with the pilot? Oh, gee, you can walk around that? Yes. Okay, I need to buy this tonight. <laughs> I'm going home tonight. <laughs> Fuck, man, that sounds so, so cool. Yeah, it was so amazing. In in the game, when you end up in the part with, with all the eggs, I was like a kid in a candy store. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Can I look inside one of these eggs, please, 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 please? Yeah, yeah, dude. I just okay. So I was just rewatching. I like doing the rewatch now and then. I did a rewatch of all of them. I don't do AVP, but I did the the four, and then I did the um the prequels there, uh, Covenant and Prometheus, which I think are also amazing. Michael Fassbender is one of my favorite actors, so anything he's in. Fuck, man. I'm going to play this game 100%. And then you, what's the game that you gave me that I'm going to go home and play? Until Dawn. Until Dawn. I'm so going to hit that So have first. you played uh, Heavy Rain on no. Uh, PS3? No, no, no. 
Okay, so... It, I skipped the... Okay, I was married for the PS2 and 3 <laughs> era. So I was a game dude for Saturn, PlayStation, uh, 64, the first GameCube, and then that was it. Then nothing until I got the PS4. So I, want, I want to give you a pointer. So in, uh, in Until Dawn... Um, there, there, it's like an interactive movie and there may be times where you're getting chased, but there are times where you can hide. When I die a million times and can't get past a part, like you need to understand, like as my friend, you're going to receive three in the morning <laughs> PMs. Maybe even if you don't answer after a few, a fucking call, like <laughs> I cannot figure out how to get like metal gear solid reference. What do I do to get out of this goddamn jail cell? Okay. All I have is a fucking, is a ketchup packet. And if wait a minute, <laughs> you're going to get those yeah. types of messages, right? Yeah. So there, there were parts where it's like, okay, you have to, you have to uh, hold your controller still because the PS4 has the motion controller. Mine do. Yeah. So, so p- when playing the game, I put the controller down, but, but they, the company doesn't like that. The, the That's company- what I, now here's the thing though. I do that, but I play in my room. So I'm on my bed yeah. and I li- my, I've got a, a nice squishy bed for my shit back. So if I move an inch, the controller moves and it, and it, and it sets it off. So yeah. it's not going to work for me to do yeah. that. <laughs> well, it just automatically does it anyways. If you have your controllers down and, and it can't feel like even like your, your natural body, the natural movement, uh, yeah. then the controller just automatically just, and, and you get discovered. And it's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. All right. This is going to be fun. So, but in saying that, uh, if a character dies, it doesn't necessarily mean it's over. It just means that character's out of the story. It's just okay. it's just a matter of seeing whether you can make it through to the end without getting your I'm gonna uh, Tonight's my night. I'm like, I have full intentions of going home and doing this tonight. I don't, but do I have to work tomorrow? I don't have to work too late. This got real personal. <laughs> we started with COVID and now we're just bros drinking beers, talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You got to calm down from like, holy shit, talking COVID. Also, so I keep going back to this because I keep uh, straying off topic. So the reason why I was bringing up uh, CSI and those games specifically is because those games I'm going to be streaming in honor of the premiere of the CSI Vegas October Help 6th. Help get everybody excited. Yes. So, uh, so these games, essentially what they are is they're much, 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 much better versions of almost like, uh, the, like the, the still shot where you're looking for evidence right? and, and you look for evidence. And then once you find it, it's, it's also in how you pick it up that matters. So if you see something like, oh, there's a cup and there's probably a print on it. Okay. Well, how about we first dust it for fingerprints? Okay. Then after you've dusted it, then you go back at it with the sticky, with the yes. sticky piece to get the fingerprint and you whatever. use your brain. Yes. So, and this is the fun thing is there's so many different scenes that when you're searching somebody's place there's obviously the crime scene which will be like the main area but then you're going off screen to another location around there trying to find more evidence and then you get to go back to the lab and then you get to try to compile and put together all the evidence that's all so cool to try to figure out the story as to why this happened and just like in the show whenever uh it would say like oh there's probably blunt force trauma and then in the show it goes to like a scene of like a bone breaking from somebody yeah, getting hit they, by they a bat like, and it yeah. shows like the blood. It does that in the game too. That's so cool. And, and so when I was on Twitch, I was actually looking to see if I could find this game on Twitch to see if I could see anybody else streaming it. And I, I couldn't find it. So this would be, you might have a bit of exclusivity there then. Yeah. 
that, which that's is what you want. Yeah, like, and that, that's what I'm thinking. People will be up, mate, you're not the only one on there going, hey, nobody's fucking streaming this game. Oh, this Mark guy did. Yeah, shop on, okay. Well, yeah, exactly. What's going on with this guy? Ooh, he's funny. <laughs> he's got a Q too. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, that'll work out. And uh, and it and it's so cool the way it's done. So uh, the first game was actually just a bunch of random cases, and it's like, oh, okay, cool, uh, case done, solved, blah 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 blah. You play the second game, and then you get through one case, then you get through a second case, and then on your third case, you're like, oh, the first two cases link up with this. Yeah, and it was there's from a story, somebody, ongoing story. Yeah, and yeah, it was so well done that I thoroughly enjoyed those games. And now that it's been so long since I played them, I've forgotten everything. So it's time to replay them, but on stream. Exactly. That's a, I, that's one thing I I kind of like to do. So, uh, it means we're talking about games, and we've never really talked about this before. But there's we talked about movies and music. We talked about all kinds of shit. Well, games. I'm I'm not just because I'm bad at them. Um, I'm looking forward to playing the one that you've given me. But what I'm really looking forward to is that we've talked about Ubisoft doing an open world Star Wars game. We talked <laughs> yeah. about this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing Fallen Order a yeah. lot just because I'm like it's gonna. I know it's gonna be like that. I know it's gonna be similar because in that one you can go to like five different planets. And you have a pretty good free reign over where you go in them because they're pretty giant. But, oh, my God, I can't wait to be able to be like, I'm going to Geonosis. <laughs> oh, you know, fuck this. I'm going to Naboo. <laughs> ah, I don't like being here right now. I think I'm going to go to Alderaan. Oh, wait, it's gone. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That'll be kind of cool to do. I'm looking forward to that. But I'm also, um, uh, you know me, I'm a Sonic nerd. So Sonic Colors released yeah. on all platforms. It used to just be a Switch or, sorry, a Wii game. And it, so it's been re-released for Switch. And released for PlayStation 4 and, I believe, Xbox, Xbox Series X. Series X. And I've heard horrible things about the Switch version. It's glitchy. It's got bugs. It's a pain in the ass. The, the music is laggy. I'm hearing bad stuff. Um, I'm going to get it, and I will let everybody know how it is when I when I do eventually get it. But that's like, I'm so excited for you that. You have it on the Switch, or you're just going to I've never played Colors. I've never played. I only have a 4, so I'd have okay. to get it for 4. But I've never played Colors because yeah. it was only for Wii. Yeah. Um, and I, now here's the thing. Anybody who's into Sonic, um, Sonic is, is riddled with shit. You have to know what to get. So, you know, you've got your classics that are amazing. Adventure 1 is kind of black. 2, if you really want to enjoy a 3D Sonic game, you, do, you go to 2. We all know 06 is, did never happened. And then we talk about Unleashed. Unleashed is kind of the pinnacle. They perfected the graphics, the music, the speed, the processor, the loading screens. But you got to be a werewolf for half the game, and he's fucking annoying and hard to control. So Generations and, and Unleashed is kind of like pinnacle. It's kind of the best of what the three. What about 3D. four? That's that horrible. Don't not another one of an unmentionable. It's it's <laughs> the horrible gameplay, bad music, laggy. The care the sprites for running don't make any sense. It takes so long to get any speed. It's a Sonic game. Yeah. Why do I have to run for two screens before the motherfucker runs? I'm walking for half of it, and everybody hated it. The jumping was very very low. Anyway, I could destroy that game forever. <laughs> it was pretty, and it was a good idea. It was executed horribly. They perfected that whole scr that idea when they got um, Chris and the boys to come back and do Sonic Mania. That's yeah. when they went, okay, the Sonic 4 didn't work, so how do we do it properly? That's how you do it properly. They figured it out. Yeah. So props to them. I'll give mad props to Sega and the Sonic guys for actually figuring out how things are supposed to go. And they're in the middle of doing that. Re-releasing Sonic Colors is just a step towards the new 3D game that'll come out. So I'm looking forward to seeing the changes they made to Colors from Wii to this, because apparently there's a lot of them. But yeah, apparently, Colors is the best game outside of that Unleashed Generations era. They kind yeah. of haven't done anything really great since then, like or anything that would, you know, franchise changing, right? Something that's like, oh, have you seen the new Sonic game? It's blowing people's minds. That yeah. hasn't happened since Unleashed. Unleashed and Generations are the last two. So it'll be nice to see that again. Mania, I guess, kind of did it, but 
It was basically just a bunch of like '90s hackers that got bored and made a game. It's like it was like we'll buy that. Can we call it ours? And they're like, well, <laughs> sure. Here you go. That's yeah. that's what it was basically. And now you work for us. Yeah. So yeah, I'm interested to see the Sonic World's got interesting stuff going. Uh, Star Wars uh, universe has got interesting stuff going in. And the good thing I like about this is because Disney's in charge of who Star Wars is hiring. Yeah. What, like um, Fallen Order is a canon story. Uh, there was talks when we were watching the Bad Batch that they were, because they were on the, I can't, I think, uh, I can't remember the name of the planet where they, Scrapyard, the scrap ships. It's also the same planet where Cal Ketsis starts his journey yeah. in Fallen Order. I, I wish I could remember its name. I feel like such a non fan right now. But either way, we were hoping to run, they might run into him, but it didn't happen. But it was kind of like people were like, oh, they might run into Cal, but it was a pair about five years before he was there. Yeah. So I like that whatever the game happens in the game will be canon and could be referenced in movies. It could be referenced in shows like Kenobi or it could be referenced in Ahsoka or any of these other shows. So the yeah. video game world is uh, immersed in mainstream media now and pulling, pulling from it, you know? So I'm yeah. loving it. And Sonic has a Netflix show that starts February 2022 called Sonic Prime yeah. that's going to be based around some of the games apparently bringing new characters so yeah, it's going to be good stuff so a lot of big Hollywood producers and directors feel that with the movie industry failing and uh, it, they feel that it's only inevitable before it actually does fail and so a lot of people think uh, gaming is the way to go and maybe that's why some of the, the bigger names are actually coming to games well uh, what's uh Saw Gerrera, whoever plays Saw Gerrera, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker's in Fallen Order. It's him. Motion capture, voice, like, so it's, I, I've seen, we've seen a little bit of that already. You yeah. mentioned another game where you yeah, said. Yeah, 12 minutes. Yeah, the voices are just, it's all, all, so James McAvoy. Yeah, Willem Dafoe and Willem, Daisy oh, Ridley. Oh, God, he's good. And when you hear Daisy Ridley talk, you can't tell it's Daisy, like it does. If you were to She's listen to on her on Star Wars, you wouldn't know that this is Daisy Ridley. You on, wouldn't know it's Ray Skywalker. <laughs> like you you would have no idea and and listening to it i was like wow that's daisy i'm like i have to double check and i double check and no it is it is daisy ridley she's actually a really good actress it just gave her like a really stupid role oh yeah yeah the, the john boyeg is amazing too he's one of my favorite actors right now i mean adam driver was just able to look at her on a table and she was just able to cry <laughs> and that was kind of like for for her audition for for ray and really yeah i didn't know that jj abrams was uh for for the testing footage was where she was being interrogated by adam oh uh, that was the her uh it, that was the the scene they used to, to cast her yeah and uh and yeah she was able to bring on the waterworks and jj abrams was like all right all right Fuck good job yeah. Yeah. Good for her, man. I did not know that. No, she is good. But uh, John Boyega has been in a bunch of stuff since then. And uh, I, he's like, it, it pisses me off how unused, how untapped his tag. They should have given him a lightsaber and he should have got to fuck somebody up. Would have been so cool. Yeah. He's, he he would have killed it because they give him a gun. They give him like a machine gun and they let him go to town and saw a couple other movies and he's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, all kinds of cool stuff going on with music and media these days. We're going to keep talking about it on Shot Pod. Uh and I just wanted to say, uh, with, with Halloween coming up, Halloween is, for me, it's the most wonderful time of the year. So, uh, and now that I'm a, now that I'm a streamer, I'm, I'm definitely going to, uh, decorate my face a little bit for some streams. Oh, that'd be sick. I, it would be. I want to do a I'm, West Borland face paint. I'm really, I'm really bothered by the fact that, uh, I dated somebody once and because I do all these like little film skits, I had my own tote that had all these costumes and stuff. <laughs> I had like a, a, a like a pre-shirt for, uh, just, 
a part of a costume for bringing a priest into uh, whatever I film. I had a, a lab coat. I had a leather face mask that cost me $90. I had a Michael Myers mask that cost me $90. Like I had some high quality shit that totes completely gone. So I, I'm going to have to start from scratch, but, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have a lot of fun, uh, kind of, uh, sprucing up my face a little my bit. My ex-wife took some... my $3,000 piano Roland GX 700. So, you know, enjoy <laughs> it, sweetie. Enjoy. I'm sure you don't touch it and it collects dust in a closet somewhere right now, but you know, glad you got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear, homie. Yeah, we should. You know, what we should do. We should go and rent a bunch of awesome costumes, and I'll go rent a big, beautiful piano, wow. and then we'll just never pay the people back we rented from. So, uh, the game that I gave you, Until Dawn, it's it's made. Say by it properly. Until Dawn. <laughs> the uh, some of the people uh, that made the game also kind of took off and started working for uh, Bandai Namco, and uh, Bandai Namco started making this game. For uh, what is it? I can't remember the name of the the anthology. They they came out with a couple games that are the same style of uh, of Until Dawn, and uh, so it's the Dark Pictures anthology. And so in this anthology, they're going to be making eight games. And so the first one was Man of Medan, and and it had uh, it starred uh, Sean Ashmore. Okay. And uh, and the one that I'm going through right now uh, is called uh, Little Hope. And it has, uh, you know, the kid from uh, the movie Where the Millers who recites that yes. uh, TLC. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's that uh, whole movie is just killer. Yeah, so he's like the the star celeb in in this game that I'm playing right now. But there's another one coming out in October that I'd like to get. It's it's the third in the series, and. The cool thing that they started doing with this game is, or with this anthology, is that it's no longer single player. It's it's single player, like going through the story, but there are so many characters involved that they've broken it down to essentially uh, who's like two players. So if I'm playing on one controller and it says like, oh, player one can control these characters, then you can pass the controller to player two and player two can play these characters. Okay. But the cool, unique thing is you can build their characteristics. You, with the choices that you make in their story, you can like, oh, is this person going to be It'll arrogant? influence what they do later on yeah. in the game. Yeah. So If you and, make them an asshole, they're going to make asshole decisions. Exactly. I like that. And, and, and their decisions uh, determine their outcome in the game. In the game. Cool. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I should do this with Little Hope and invite Alex over and we could play this and whatever. You should then, do it, bro. I'm 100% the, down. But with Little Hope, I've already started streaming. So with the third game Dick. coming... <laughs> with the Just third, dangle that carrot a little <laughs> fucking further, would you? With the third game coming out in October... Uh, We're going to make a date for it then. Yes. Same style, though, with the two-player yep. idea? Okay, I'm 100% down. So if you're not too sick of the... Fuck, I'm stuck at this part. <laughs> I'm with the Until Dawn because I'm literally taking video of my screen going... What do I do, Mark? Look right here. Look, here I am. I'm at the wall, but it's not working. And I'm going to say, and it'll be, it'll be, so if you don't get too annoyed with those, then yeah, we'll do it up. We'll do it up. People underestimate how bad at games I am. I'm still trying to beat Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It's been like eight months I've been playing that game. Every now and then I go back to it. Yeah. All right. So that is another episode in the books. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. End of episode four. And... Uh, Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to The Shot Pod. I know this episode was a little more racy, and we might have pissed off a lot of people in regards to what we spoke about. But at the same time, we just want to say keep loving each other. Uh, don't, don't get so pissed off at your neighbor. Respect everybody's choices. Love each other. We just want to, we all have to get through this. Strength through unity. Uh, yes. 
but he didn't have to say so aggressive. So. <laughs> Strength through <laughs> unity. <laughs> Guys, let's just stay together. Thanks for having me again, Mark. Yeah, thanks for coming. Until next time, everybody, take care.